When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome uh, to the recap. I've kind of slacked a little bit because I've lost my planning period a few days this week. Um, so I apologize. So I'm uh, creating these back to back here, uh, one for the clauses of the constitution and the other one for uh, the amendment. So uh, so the, the big stuff we've done this week uh, has really kind of been assignment based. You uh, worked on some of the clauses of the constitution, which was a, a, is a big piece, all right? Uh, and then you've been working on the means for the, the Bill of Rights. So uh, for this one, let's go over the clauses of the Constitution that you had to work on. Uh, and then in the next episode, I will um, go over the Bill of Rights and try and make it as quick as possible because uh, I, I enjoy talking about the Bill of Rights. It's uh, all your rights and your liberties. And so it's uh, I got to watch myself. All right. So anyways, there were six uh, clauses that you had to go through. First one was the necessary and proper uh, slash elastic clause. Uh, it's called the elastic clause a lot of times because it does allow Congress to stretch their power. So there's the whole elastic part of it. Um, the necessary and proper clause is in uh, Article 1, and it is going to say basically that as long as Congress is doing something that's in the Constitution, all right, and they can kind of, they can point to it and say, hey, we can do this, and it says it in the Constitution, therefore we can do this. Uh, as long as they're doing something legal and valid and all that kind of stuff, then they are allowed to stretch their powers a little bit. All right. My favorite example is the whole Bank of the United States. Uh, and I know it's an old one uh, back in you know, the 1820s and 30s when the, when the Congress created that. But the question of the day was, can Congress even create a Bank of the United States? Uh, and um, the, the, the question was, it doesn't say in the Constitution that we can but it also doesn't say we can't. It also has in the fact that we can control commerce and, and other parts of the economy, coin money and things like that. So th since that stuff is in there, since we are allowed to coin money, since we are allowed to control commerce, therefore we can create a bank. And so there's the necessary and proper clause for you, the elastic clause. doesn't say we can create a bank, but it also doesn't say we can't. Therefore, we can. All righty. Uh, next up is the full faith and credit. And I'm going to kind of throw in there the privileges and immunities clause as well, because both of these deal with state state items. All right. So full faith and credit. Basically, uh, there's a clause in the Constitution where the states, since we are kind of a conglomeration here, uh, are supposed to honor and recognize different things from different states. So for the full faith and credit clause, uh, this is typically going to be contracts, decision, uh, court decisions, cases, things like that um, from state to state. And I, I like to use myself as an example here. Um, I told class, like live and in person, um, you know, I got married way too young, uh, but I got married for the first time in Florida. All right. Uh, me and her were both teachers, teachers, so we moved up here and she says, we're working, so we got a divorce. Okay. So first off, I didn't have to get it remarried up here when we moved from Florida to Georgia. Georgia's recognized our marriage. And then when I got divorced here in Georgia from her, I did not have to go back down to Florida 
and do any kind of divorce paperwork. It just counted because Florida, I mean, Georgia recognized the marriage. Florida recognized uh, the divorce. And, you know, my current wife, we got married here in Georgia. If we travel anywhere, if we go anywhere, we don't have to get remarried when we go. It's just, hey, they're married. Okay. Uh, so the states recognize. And this is was with this was a problem with the states. Uh, reset here for a second. This was the problem when the same sex marriages uh, had not been ruled on yet by the courts because some states were allowing same sex marriages, other states were not recognizing it. So prior to 2014 15, when the Obergefell versus Hodges decision came out, I think Hawaii was like the first state to allow same sex marriages. So you could go out to Hawaii as a same sex couple, get married, come back to Georgia, uh, you're not married. You know, it's not recognized. And they're supposed to with full faith and credit. Okay. Uh, and there's other things in there, but, you know, kind of that's, those, those are the big ones. Uh, and then privileges and immunities. Uh, basically, what this means is that there's not going to be any special rules created for you uh, as an out of state citizen. You know, if you go on vacation to uh, somewhere, there's not going to be any new rules and regulations that apply to you. You're not going to have to get a new driver's license and, and things like that. Um, they're, they're not going to dis discriminate against you uh, or be prejudiced against you because you're from a different state. Okay, there's not going to be any new special rules. Well, that person's from Georgia. Um, they have to go 50 instead of 55 in the, uh, for the speed limit and things like that. Okay. Uh, next up is the Commerce Clause. The Commerce Clause says that the only people that can control commerce, and we're talking interstate, so this is from state to state. So once something crosses state lines, it does come become the control of the federal government, um, is the federal government and Congress. All right. And there's a, a famous court, court case that's going to uh, kind of create this or I should not let, let me take that back not create but back this up and that is the Gibbons versus Ogden case it's the steamboat case New York and New Jersey both gave these two guys these two steamboat operators charters to be the only steamboat operator on the Hudson River so you know they got out uh, on the river one day and they're both out there and it's like that Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other hey I'm supposed to be the only one here no I'm supposed to be the only one here and it, it went to court and the Supreme Court was like, well, you know what? Both those charters, we're just, let's rip them up because the only people that can do that kind of stuff is Congress and the federal government. So the Commerce Clause allows Congress and the federal government to be involved uh, and regulate interstate trade. Now, intra, so within the state, so you know, Atlanta to Valdosta or, or whatever, that's a Georgia thing. That is not a federal thing. Um, so Georgia is allowed to, 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 to keep control of that. Uh, the National Supremacy Clause, this just says that, first off, the Constitution is the end-all, be-all, okay? Uh, everything we do, whether you're state, national government, whatever, it needs to be constitutional. And the Constitution is the, the, the number one answer when it comes to, well, can we do that? Well, does the Constitution say we can? So there's that. Uh, it, it, it's just saying that the, the, the federal Constitution, not the state Constitution, but the federal Constitutions are going to be number one. Uh, and that is the, the supreme law of the land. Therefore, it is the supremacy clause. Okay. Uh, along with the uh, Constitution, you got then the federal laws. And then you get into court decisions and treaties and things like that. But the top two there, you need to know, are the Constitution is number one. Uh, and then you get into the federal laws. And so this is the question for you know, Colorado with, and other states that have legalized marijuana. You're breaking federal law. All right? You're breaking federal law uh, by doing that. But the federal government is letting it happen. So at any time, they could cite the supremacy clause and they, the federal government could go into Colorado and say, hey, we're going to shut this whole operation down. And 
supremacy clause says they can't. Uh, finally, is the reserve powers. Uh, reserve powers are those powers reserved for whichever entity we're talking about, whether it's the state government, local government, federal government, whatever it might be. Basically, the 10th Amendment says that as long as the Constitution does not deny the state something, then the powers are reserved to them. Okay, powers are left to them. Decisions are left to the states as long as the Constitution doesn't specifically deny it. The Constitution specifically says the only people that can coin money and create money, make money, that sort of stuff, is the federal government. Therefore, that is not a reserve power because the states cannot make money because it's specifically denied, basically, in the Constitution. But other things, and I use the example of the state flags because flags vary from place to place. There are no stipulations and there's no regulations on what flags can be and look like so states can do what they want with it reserve power all right that might not be the best example out there but, uh, but it's a it is an example okay all right guys so there are the clauses um let me know as always if you have questions uh text via remind email um you know, twitter uh, if you go or kd daniels or what am i twitter um you have to do uh k daniels ap gov on twitter uh feel free to interact there uh so all right guys hope all's well and take care bye bye